Good evening. Welcome to our evening service here. Welcome if you're joining us online. Good to have you with us. Good to meet together. And uh, good to worship the Lord together. A final reminder to do sign up for the fellowship lunch for next Sunday. All being well. And we have our usual prayer meeting on Thursday, planned at 7.30. Well, this evening John is preaching from Isaiah, um, from Psalm 55. Uh, so I thought I would start with a few verses from another psalm. Isn't it a great blessing to have the psalms? So that whether our, we are full of praise to the Lord, or whether we are full of despondency and despair, or whether we're somewhere in between, we have such helpful words to express our thoughts, to help us express our thoughts, our prayers, and our praise to God. I'm going to read a few verses from Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you, where my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. When well, our first song that we're going to sing now uh, talks to us about the faithfulness of God in whatever we are living through, we can worship God for his faithfulness to us. So let's stand and sing. Lord, I come before your throne of grace.
Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great faithfulness to us. Your mercies are new every morning. Our lives are full of your blessings. And though we repay you with our grumbling, with our complaining, our sin and our failure, you uh, never change. Your faithfulness is always constant. Your love is always steadfast. And Lord, how much we need that. It is uh, an aspect of your character that we praise you for. We could not live without it. If you were to turn your back on us, if you were to break your promises, we would be without hope. So thank you for your wonderful faithfulness, your loving kindness, your mercy toward us, your amazing grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And help us to come in a sense of worship this evening as we come to meditate, come to think about your word and what it has to say to us. Lord, open up the eyes of our understanding so that once again we will learn more, that our knowledge of you will become deepened, our adoration of you will be heightened and that our love for you will be deepened and will encourage us and move us out to live for Christ, we pray. Amen. So we're in Psalm 55 this evening and it is on page 475 in the Church Bible. Psalms are um, poetry and this is, as many of them are, written by King David. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. Attend to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint and I moan because of the noise of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they drop trouble upon me and in anger they bear a grudge against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me and horror overwhelms me. And I say, oh, that I had the wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would hurry to find a shelter from the raging wind and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, divide their tongues, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go round it on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. For it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolently with me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together. Within God's house we walked in the throng. Let death steal over them. Let them go down to Sheol alive, for evil is in their dwelling place and in their heart. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. 
evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God will give ear and humble them, he who is enthroned from of old, because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion stretched out his hand against his friends. He violated his covenant. His speech was smoother as butter, yet war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, will cast them down into the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. We're going to sing our next hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It's all about prayer. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Let's stand and sing.
Lord God, our Heavenly Father, help us to pray. Teach us how to pray. Lord, we want there to be faith uh, mixed with our prayers. We want to demonstrate a real dependency on God, knowing that without him we can do nothing. We want to pray in line with the will of Jesus and his kingdom, and not in the line of our will and our small kingdom, our ambitions and our selfish desires. Forgive us when we pray without thinking in mind what Jesus would have us pray for. Lord, teach us. We pray that on our hearts will be the things that would be on the heart of Jesus. For our own lives personally, for the community around us, and for the whole world. We thank you for what we had this morning, that though we will face trouble in this world, we should be uh, taking heart, taking courage, being of good cheer, because Jesus has overcome the world. Lord, what a great comfort that is to us. What a great blessing that is to know that. We thank you for the words of Paul too, who thought and said that his present sufferings just weren't worthy to be compared with the joy and the glory that he knew was ahead of him. Help us in such a way, Lord, to have our eyes focused on that goal, on that life and eternal life which you, by your grace, have called us to. So Lord, help us, because we find prayer difficult. We often find that when we come to specifically pray, the most insignificant things in the world become our biggest distractions, and our hearts are taken away with other things. Lord, we pray for your help. We pray for strength. Help us to realise that it is truly a battle to pray, because our enemy knows that there's power in prayer in the development of our own Christian lives and when prayer is answered. And that's what he hates to see. So Lord, help us, we pray, this coming week. Perhaps we have neglected prayer for days now and reading your word. Help us to remember that you restore us. You are there to bless us and to restore us in our faith. So help us to pick up and pray from where we left off and read your word and feed on it and thereby grow stronger as Christians. We pray this evening for those who are young in their faith. Perhaps so young that they're not really quite sure whether they are true Christians yet. Lord, I pray that you bless them with a real assurance of knowing that they know, that they believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and rose again for them, that they are forgiven and have the Holy Spirit as a guarantee who has begun his living work, bearing fruit in their lives. And I pray you would strengthen those who are young in the faith. That very soon they will be sure of the things they need to be sure about. And although we may not be able to answer all the questions that others around us might ask, yet we have a settled conviction in our hearts that we belong to Christ. That our lives have been dramatically changed that we were once going away from God, but we are now going towards him. Our love is for him, for his word, for his people. And so, Lord, bless, as Martin prayed this morning, for those who are going back to school and college and university, and especially those who are Christians. 
Lord, keep them by your grace. We thank you that as, as parents we can't be with our children all the time to protect them from the evil influences around them, but we are greatly comforted to know that you are with them. And that however lonely our path may be, whether we are young or old, we can know the presence of the living God, strengthening us, encouraging us, pushing us forward and helping us. Oh Lord, what a great blessing that is, to have the work of the Holy Spirit within us. Help us not to grieve him in our choices, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. Lord, make us and keep us by your grace. Help us to strive for holiness and godliness that we need so much. Lord, we pray this evening for um, Kate and Becca as they lead in their schools again and take up a new term. We pray for James and Vicky too in their work with the children at Firma and we ask that you'll give them your help. We especially pray for those who take the great responsibilities of leading that kind of situation. Help them to rest in you, to know your wisdom in having to make decisions quickly. May they find you to be once again their helper and their strength. Lord, we pray for others who are perhaps returning to work after a time off. Lord, we ask that you give us energy and strength to serve you honourably, to be a good witness to you. We pray for those who are looking for work. We pray for Tim and ask, Lord, that you would uh, provide for him very soon. Lord, we pray we'll see your hand at work there. Help him through and his family through this time, we pray. Lord, we pray for, we thank you that we have Rosie with us uh, from Papua New Guinea and we ask that you bless her in this time of rest and deputation work. We pray you'll lead her forward and guide her as to the future of her work over there and we pray that you'll bless her at this time. We thank you for the time that we had with James and Rachel and we pray your blessing on them over in Cyprus. Lord, we ask that there will be someone who will be suitable to help them in the leadership of the church and especially in the contact with the students and ask that you'd provide for them, that you'd help them, give them that energy and strength, especially in this uh, hot weather that they continue to experience. You'd be their helper and may that they see your hand at work in leading them and guiding them forward, we pray. We pray for the Saywells in their um, visit back to the UK and soon to return. We ask that you'd equip them, enable them, that they'll go back refreshed, encouraged, and that that work there will be continue to be blessed by you, Lord, we pray. We pray for smaller churches around us. We pray for preachers of smaller churches. pray for those who are discouraged. We pray for those who are going through difficult times with, um, in the Church of England with sticking up for what is right and true to be faithful to your word and with all the difficulties that come with others in similar positions who have and are fighting for a different view which contradicts your word. We pray that you would help them to remain faithful and true to your word. We pray for the conversion of false teachers. We pray that, they will, that those in uh, preaching might be saved. It seems a strange thing to ask, but the Bible says that there will be many false teachers as the days go on. And we should expect more of them to arrive on the scene.
We pray for their conversion. We pray for those who are easily led. Lord, don't let us be people who are easily led by false teaching which subtly comes in, which sounds good to our ears, but contradicts your word. Help us to be firm and stable in your truth and keep us close to you, Lord, we pray. So bless those who are small in number in their churches and discouraged. We pray especially for churches where there are just elderly people and youth work and outreach just seems almost an impossibility. Lord, we pray that you'd bring in people. We pray for a reviving of your work through the preaching of your word. Send out people who will preach your truth that the light of the gospel will once again shine in this darkened country. We thank you for the privileges that we've had in the past. We've thrown so many of them away. Lord, we ask for your mercy. And though we are overflowing with blessing and abundance in this world, there's a famine in our own land. Not of bread nor of water, but of hearing the word of the Lord. Lord, we pray for a moving of your Holy Spirit once again to bring life, to bring repentance, to bring faith. Lord, build up your people, we pray. And in these difficult times, help us to remain faithful to you. We thank you that there is a day coming when you will finally and completely overcome the world and the evil world system that we live in. We thank you that there is a day coming when righteousness truly will reign in the new kingdom that you are creating. Lord, help each one of us to be ready for the day that you return in glory. Lord, help us this evening. We pray that as your word is opened up to us, that there will be... You'd help us to express our our own thoughts and desires and concerns in our prayers to you. Help us to learn what it is daily to recognise our need, our dependence upon you. Lord, bless each one here with whatever we face, whatever we live through. Help us to know your help. Lord, in times of loneliness, draw alongside. In times of bereavement, comfort those, Lord. In times of rejoicing, we pray that our faith will become ever strengthened, that we will sing not to the Lord only, but that we will share the good news with others of the Lord who has saved us. So Lord, hear our prayers, we pray. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Well, our next song tells the account of the life of Jesus from his cradle through to the day when we expect him to return. Let's stand and sing from the squalor of a borrowed stable.
Well, last uh, Sunday evening, when John Fuller started the service, he uh, read a verse from the New Testament about casting all our cares upon him, on God, because he cares for us. And uh, that's, that set me thinking. So it's uh, John's fault what, what subject we're on this evening, but we're on a, a good subject, a good theme. It sent me to a psalm, conscious of the, the anxieties, the cares that so many people have, and we've ended up on Psalm 55 this evening, because I thought it might be timely for quite a few of us. Now, the, the standout verse in the psalm is verse 22. Uh, that's the verse that uh, links in with uh, what uh, John said uh, last uh, Sunday evening. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. I wonder if that's an appealing verse. That's the first half of it. You find that an attractive verse, an interesting verse um, this evening. Something that you feel you need to be reminded of. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. I'd like us to get that verse into us. So we're going to say it together, just to get us thinking about, uh, get about the verse. So say it with me if you would. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Let's do it once more. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Sometimes you see a sign, don't you, a heavy load, uh, perhaps related to a vehicle or something, heavy load, it's got a lot on it, it's well laden. And, and maybe, uh, maybe you feel that almost you ought to be carrying a sign like that at the minute, heavy load. And life is, is tough, there's a lot of things going on, there's a lot of things weighing you down. Occasionally you get something a bit different, you get abnormal load or exceptional load. And maybe you feel that's a bit like that at the minute. It's not just that you've got a heavy load, the sort of, you know, the run of the mill sort of load. You've got an abnormal, an exceptional, unique, really hard to sort of size up and cope with sort of load. Well, we thought about uh, September a bit this morning. Uh, It's uh, sort of coming back to to things for some people. Uh, and maybe for you it is an exciting time, and that's good. Some of you are, are off soon for a cheap holiday outside of uh, school holiday time, and, and you're probably looking forward to that, and that's good. Uh, some of you have opportunities and changes, and maybe you're fired up for them, and I'm not looking to pour cold water on them this evening. But uh, maybe you're not. And uh, the new school, the new situation... Some are being behind you. Uh, maybe already there's been that sort of hint of depression, a little bit of a, a low spirit that's creeping in already as we notch out of August into September. Or maybe it's not just the time of the year. It's not just, you know, it doesn't matter that September is just what's happening to me in life at the moment. Well, I'm hoping that this standout verse might be a help to you. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will 
sustain you. It's, it's not just the standout verse because it's the one that makes the calendars. It's meant to be a standout verse in the psalm because it's, it's the verse which is sort of teaching. It's the verse where the person sort of goes from what's happening in their life to sort of tell everyone else what they should do. It is the verse that's sort of supposed to come out to us. Cast your, he's speaking to other people now, say, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Well, Psalms are usually best considered as a whole. We see the setting and it amplifies the, the special verses. So we're going we're to uh, go through uh, the psalm. I'm going to do so in, in five parts, but we're going to try and major more on part four, which is especially uh, on our verse. But I think it will pave the way for it and it might help you identify with it. Um, overwhelmed is the way we start, distraught almost, first five verses. I don't know if you noticed that as it was read, it's, it's intense. It's a psalm of David, King David as we're reminded of. We're not quite sure when he wrote it, it doesn't give it away. We can guess it might have been when he was betrayed, Ahithophel might have been involved, that, that sort of period if you know that history. But uh, it's a psalm of David And there's no sort of British stiff upper lip. We get a good dose of David's feelings in the psalm. And you see it earlier on. He's restless and groaning. Verse 2, attend to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint and I moan. He's groaning inside. And if it's noisy inside, if you like, it's partly because it's Noisy outside. Verse 3, because of the noise of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. And things are falling on him, for they drop trouble on me. And in anger they bear a grudge against me. He's being victimised. He's being targeted. People are out to get him, out to hurt him. They bear bear a grudge against him. They're not being fair and reasonable. And look at the next two verses as he says what it feels like. Verse 4, My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Verse 5, Fear and trembling come upon me and horror overwhelms me. You know, what emoji would you pick to show what he's feeling? There are emojis, aren't there, which show horror and, and fear and shock. Well, some of them are a bit sort of half amusing because they're cartoons, but this isn't. He feels that way and it's real and it's serious. And he's overwhelmed. Well, I hope you don't feel too much of these things at the moment. But uh, maybe, maybe you do or, or maybe you feel a dose of them or, or maybe you feel them in spurts. We're a bit like that, aren't we? We feel like that one minute, different the next day or different the next hour. Maybe you can relate to it in part. He's also escape hungry. That's the best way I think I could summarise it. He's escape hungry. Do you want to run away? 
you want to quit, you want to escape, you just want to be free from the situation, maybe you want to literally move away from the situation, maybe you're tempted to bury it in a hobby or in drink. David wants to escape, verses 6 to 8. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away, I would lodge in the wilderness, I would hurry to find shelter from the raging wind and tempest. And people do flee, don't they? In Florida there was the the hurricane that was heading for the for the Big Bend, the inside coast, you may have seen it on the news, and, and the governor and others saying, you, in certain areas, just need, you need to get out, you need to get away from the danger, you need to, to, to run away from the storm. And of course, sometimes it is, it is right to leave a situation. Uh, Paul sometimes left certain situations. Uh, Jesus told the people in Jerusalem that uh, they would head to the hills at a certain point, you do do that sometimes. But, but often we can't and often we, we know that it's not right to. We'd, we'd love to quit. We'd love to, to move on. We, we'd love to hand in our notice. We, we'd love to cut the ties with someone. We'd love to be free of the situation. And thinking about this has reminded me of... Uh, some years earlier in, uh, in, my, in being past here and a phase that lasted probably a couple of months and, and every day I felt like resigning. Every day. It wasn't right. I didn't feel it was the right thing to do. I didn't resign. But I felt like it. I just wanted to be free of the difficulties and the troubles and the decisions and, and, and trying to cope with the situation. Just let, let me out of here. I just want to be free. And maybe you can relate to that. In uh, Thankfully, I don't feel like that now. Don't worry. This is talking about several years ago. But maybe you feel like that now in, in other ways in your life. I just, want to, I just want to get shot of it. Jesus. In a way, he entered into this. He felt like this, didn't he? Gethsemane. Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. There's more to his uh, situation. There's this. He's betrayed. Phil's betrayed. Takes a surprising twist in verse 12. You know, what, what sort of person is causing all this angst? Well, there seems to be different people involved, but who is particularly in his mind as he pens this poem, this song, this psalm? Verse 12. For it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. It's not an adversary who deals insolently with me, then I could hide from him. But is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend? We used to take sweet counsel together. Within God's house we walked in the throng. Not an enemy. That would be easier somehow if it was. Sense of shock and disbelief himself. It's you, it's you, he's saying. 
my companion, my, my friend, my buddy. We used to have good times together. We loved each other's company. We shared life, we shared stories. And yet you're the one who's out to do me most harm now. It doesn't seem to be able to shake this off. He comes back to it in verses 20 and 21. My companion stretched out his hand against his friends. He violated his covenant. His speech was smooth as butter, yet war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. He looked so good. He was good with words. He knew how to speak. He could work the room. He appeared genuine. And yet, in his heart, war, swords, harm, hurt. That's one of the hardest human experiences, isn't it? To experience betrayal. It is. If you haven't felt it deeply, be thankful. It is one of the deepest, most awful human experiences. And maybe you felt it to some extent. Maybe you've been duped at work. Somebody seemed on your side, seemed to be working with you and then they double-crossed you and it's cost you, it's affected your position or the way you're seen. Business. Perhaps you've been cheated on in in relationships. Different ways. Cheated on. Betrayed. It's a word so easy to say, isn't it? Betrayal, cheating. But it's, it's excruciating to feel. Perhaps you've been deceived by a, a Christian. You've prayed with them, you've worshipped with them, you've served with them and yet the way they're treating you now and maybe nobody else knows it, maybe everyone else thinks what a lovely person he is or she is, they're just such a holy godly person and you're sitting thinking if only you knew what they're doing to me. I suppose those who experience abuse can identify with something that's going on here. A person who's uh, abused you, maybe is popular and they're liked and they're seen as good and they're seen as admirable, yet on the quiet, you, you know what they're really like and they've really been doing. And of course, Jesus experienced betrayal. All the Psalms point to Jesus and this one clearly does especially in the betrayal aspect. Judas, one of the twelve, he could say such caring things that looked compassionate. He was one of Jesus' friends. He went with him. He heard what he said. Yet for 30 pieces of silver, he hands, he hands Jesus over, leading to a death sentence. And he does so with the kiss of pretended affection. So this is the background to the psalm. It's very real, isn't it? You know, it's not glossy stuff here. This is intense human experience and difficulty. 
And so we move on to, to our fourth, which is unloading. Unloading. We come to our main verse. But it does start before then, actually. It starts at the very first verse, doesn't it? Because it starts, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. He's it's already unloading at the start of the psalm. It's especially clear by the time we get to verse 16, isn't it? But I call to God. These are all the circumstances and then the sort of circumstances hit a sense of trust. All this is going on, but I call to God. Maybe in your circumstances, if you're feeling a bit like this, or a bit laden, loaded, anxious, full of cares, is it hitting a but in you? Is there a sense of, but I call on God. But I call on God. But especially, it's wonderfully depicted, isn't it, in verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Your stress, your horror, your anguish, your fear, your desire to be free, your victimisation, your felt sense of injustice. There's a, there's a lot of injustice going on here. It's a, a part of the psalm. You know, there was, if you like, daylight robbery going on. You see it in verse 10 and 11. Day and night they go around on its walls and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. And yet it seems to be they're getting away scot-free even though they've done all of things. Your sense of injustice. You take it to the Lord. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. I find it, in, in a verse like this, helpful, strangely, perhaps, to think of shopping. So if you, not so much if you pop to the shop, maybe you pop to the shop, you know, you're, you've forgotten something and you need to go in and grab it. So you, you, you sort of grab it, one or two bits off the shelf and you go to the checkout and you're through in no time and in your car and you don't need a bag or anything. But you can't do that for the weekly shop, can you? If you're one of these people that still weekly shops in a shop rather than online. You can't go along just sort of barehanded, if you like. Well, uh, the cornflakes and uh, oh, it's okay. I can carry the cornflakes. That's no problem. And 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 then I get uh, one milk. That's okay. But actually, uh, I need four milk because we've got a big family. So I need. And then you've got potatoes, and then you've got vegetables, and then you've got all the chemist goods that you and and you just can't you can't cope with it. But the the retail trade has got the answer. You have a a shopping trolley. And you put the things on the trolley as you go and it's manageable because the trolley bears the load. So they all go on the trolley and, and you can manage pushing the trolley but you can't manage carrying more than just a handful 
of items. And we're encouraged to unload on the Lord in prayer to pass on to him our stresses, our anguish, our injustice, our concern, our hardship. We're not to go through life carrying the full weight of everything. Yes, you've got to think, you've got to plan, you've got to make decisions, you've got to liaise, and some of this is quite tough. So we're not thinking of a just absolute plain sailing, cushy life. But the burden of it, the load of it, we're encouraged to unload on... We're encouraged to unload. And part of that we do on other people, and that's part of God's provision, don't we? We talk it through, we talk it over. There's a blessing in that. We're encouraged to do it. Galatians 6, verse 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfil the law of Christ. But we can go further and we're encouraged to go further than just unloading it on our friends or family. On the Lord. Cast your burden on the Lord. I remember somebody saying to me at some point... Perhaps it was at this rather difficult period. But he quoted the verse actually that, that um, John was referring to, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And he said, and that includes your pastoral burdens. I found it really helpful to have it itemised for me. Your, your pastoral, you know, there were some burdens in, in trying to lead and serve and minister at that time. He said, cast your, you know, as part of it, pastoral burdens. Well, they may not be your burdens, but you've got parental burdens. Let me be more specific. Cast them on the Lord. You've got a burden as a carer, perhaps. You've got a burden as a student and what that involves or will involve. You've got burdens as an older person. Older, being grown older is talked about time of burdens. You've got some burdens as someone in work. You've got burdens as somebody looking for work. You've got burdens because you're a manager at work and managers have lots of burdens. You've got burdens as a, as a patient, as a, as a deacon, as a grandparent. Cast your burdens on the Lord. You know, wonderfully, God is a burden-bearer. That's an amazing thing for God to be, isn't it? A burden-bearer. This phrase, cast your burden on the Lord, it could be translated, uh, lot. Cast your lot upon the Lord. What, what life has brought you at this point, which God is, in his sovereignty has brought you at this point, cast your lot, put it in the, tro- in the trolley, cast it on the Lord. Maybe it is an exceptional load at the moment. You know, there, there are times, aren't there, when you do a big shop. You know, sometimes you go in and you're okay with a, a shallow trolley, but there are times when you do a big shop and you need one of the deep, deep trolleys. I've seen some people go shopping and they're getting so much they have two deep trolleys. 
And perhaps life feels like that to you now. It's a, it's a deep trolley time. It's an exceptional load time. And what are we to do? We're to cast our burdens on the Lord. You can apply this in a, a gospel way. Maybe one of your loads is your, the things you've done wrong. They're, they can be quite a burden, you know, if we, if we think about them. The things that we've done wrong, the things we haven't done, the people we've hurt, the things we've said. One of the psalm writers said, my, my sins are more than the hairs of my head. Just fills those, all coming out all over the place, the things I've done wrong. Cast them on the Lord. Jesus, the great burden bearer, went to the cross, 1 Peter 2 and verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Take the burden of your guilt to the one who died on the cross. Cast it on him in faith and repentance. He is, the Lord is the burden bearer even as the years go by. Psalm 46, verses 3 and 4. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been born by me from before your birth, carried from the womb, even to your old age I am he, and to grey hairs I will carry you. I have made and I will bear, I will carry and will save. Encouraging if the years are going by and we're feeling it. Keep unloading. Keep casting your burden on the Lord. Verse 17 said, Evening and morning and at noon... I utter my complaint and moan and he hears my voice. This isn't just a one-off. It's ongoing. As somebody said, 24-hour problems require 24-hour solutions. As you go down the aisle of life with the different things which are adding to the weight, freshly keep putting them on the Lord. Take it to him in prayer and what is the promise not that a magic wand will make all the difficulties disappear cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you that word means more to me as time goes on sustaining sustaining grace God strengthening us, helping us through the difficulties that we come across in his sovereignty as we cast them on him. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. So that's my main point, unloading. Hence the heading, unloading on God. There's one other point I need to make to finish, to, to round it off. 
And that is, how can he unload? Well, it's because he is confident. Because he is confident. You know, there's some things that can't bear the load. So there's all this fear, isn't there, with aerated concrete. I can't remember the long name, R-A-A-C. And um, there's a a concern that it, it can't bear the load over time that it should be able to bear, especially as time goes on and the damp gets in and so um, it's a massive headache in the public sector and for schools are having to close some schools or parts of schools because it, it, it can't bear the burden. You can't have confidence in it. But David clearly has confidence in God. He is worthy of us unloading our cares. He has confidence in the God who saves. Just have to leave this with you. Verse 16, But I call to God and the Lord will save me. He has confidence in the God who rules. Verse 19, God will give ear and humble them. He who is enthroned from of old. He has confidence in the God who judges. Verse 23, But you, O God, will cast them down into the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days. Confidence in God who can bear the burdens, who is worthy of our burdens. A shopping trolley is generally made of metal. They're not made of tissue paper. If you had a shopping trolley made of paper mache or, or, or tissue paper, well, it, well, you might put a bag of sort of 12, pack, 12 packs of crisps, it might just sort of stay on there, but you wouldn't put your full shopping on it because you haven't got confidence in it. God, the Lord, is a God who saves. A God who rules. A God who is just. We can have confidence to unload on the Lord. So, the standout verse in the psalm, as well as understanding the rest of the psalm, verse 22. The teaching verse, the take-home verse. So, let's just say it again together near the end. Say it with me. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. And then before our final hymn, I want to read a version of the psalm. Some of these books have versions of the psalm and they're good sometimes that we don't know the tunes or they're not ideal to sing. But this one by David Preston on psalm 55, I thought it was a really good summary. So just listen as I read it through and then we'll go on to our final song. Listen to my prayer, O God, under trouble's crushing load, all around my foe's rampage, clamouring for me in their rage. Terror overwhelms my heart, every instinct says depart. Oh, for wings that, like a dove, I could reach the hills above or some distant wilderness, safe from all the storm and stress. 
Lord, confuse their thoughts and plans, curb their wild marauding bands, constant violence, daily strife, tear apart our city's life, fraud, oppression and deceit, take control of every street, trust has met a bitter end, see the traitor, once my friend, leaves the way of faith we trod, now he courts the wrath of God. Still I call upon the Lord, till my cry for help is heard, morning, noon and night I cry, and he answers from on high. He will ransom me unharmed, though my foes are fully armed. From his everlasting throne, God will make his verdict known, judging in such godless days those who will not change their ways. Sacred bonds these traitors breach, feigning peace with smoothest speech, words that sound like soothing oil, yet are swords designed to kill. Cast your cares upon the Lord, trust his promise, prove his word, he will ever bear you up, never to betray your hope, hardened sinners reap their due, I, O Lord, will trust in you. That was a good summary, wasn't it? Let's sing our last song. We have a similar spirit. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, greatest treasure of my longing soul.
Lord, it's wonderful that you make yourself known as our rock and our redeemer, that you make yourself known as our burden bearer, that Jesus came to die on the cross to bear the burdens of his people for all those who put their trust in him. Help us as we go on in life to cast our cares upon you, to cast our burden on the Lord, to unload on you our many concerns. We don't always find it easy to do that. We need to be reminded of what we've looked at this evening. But we pray that it will help us to look in confidence to our God and through the many difficulties that we go through and face that we might cast our burden on the Lord and know that you sustain us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.